Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're here again today with my lovely daughter, Rachel. I just enjoy doing these shows with her. And uh, before we jump into today's theme, we're going to continue to talk about the solemnity of Our Lady, some of the blessing, the gift of this season, the rich reading from Galatians 4 and related passages. Before I do, if you haven't had a chance to hear the programs this week, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can uh, listen to them right there or download them on whatever device that works for you. Or uh, the most effective way to, to get all our programming and everything that we've produced in various ways that are on the website, you can also access it through the Renewal Ministries app. Uh, my program, it's on early in the morning and sometimes so early, it's too early for people to get up to here. So uh, you can listen to the program at any point. And I want to encourage you to also just think about being, if these programs and Sister Anne's programs, Food for the Journey, others are blessing you, spread the word. Let's spread the word out and let's get the word of God to more people. And you can do that by just encouraging them to download the Renewal Ministries app as well. And so also please keep us in your prayers and any kind of financial support you can give to the ministry. We'd be grateful for that as well. So again, the first couple of days this week, we've been talking about the solemnity of our Marian dimensions of the passages that we've touched on. So we we talked about the uh, Old Testament reading, the responsorial Psalm, Galatians 4, we touched on, and now the gospel reading. I'll just read it. Rachel it said, The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned and glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Any thoughts, Rach, you want to share? I mean, even just the facts of the story, right? Like you look at Mary, the angel tells her, you know, that she will conceive a son and he will be the savior of the world, all this stuff. But I was thinking about this. It's not like the angel goes into detail with Mary about how everything's going to unfold. You know, it's not like the angel stays later and it's like, and, you know, you're going to be pregnant and this is what your pregnancy is going to be like. And then you're not going to find room at the inn. You're going to have to have Jesus in stable. You know, Mary knew what and it's kind of funny like you know that song mary did you know that uh christmas song and it's like yeah well and there's theological debate about you know like is it theological but it's like what really did she know you know she didn't she knew and she knew enough obviously to say yes because god doesn't trick us but also just like in our lives like we don't know how everything is going to unfold you know and so to just think of mary like i think oftentimes we think of mary like oh she knew she knew but she she didn't know yeah, all the detailed ways right, right, yeah like yeah. she didn't know how everything that was going to happen and all the struggles that they were going to have to go through and what it was going to look like and really how it was going to unfold to have the son of god and so you think of her at this time she has jesus in a stable, you know, in a, with animals, all this kind of stuff. And then the shepherds come and there's angels. So, you know, there's all of this stuff that's happening. And then Mary in her humility is just pondering it in her heart, you know, keeping it in her heart. And just to think of, it all just seems kind of wild, you know, kind of crazy. And I think we just think of Mary as just knowing everything that was going to happen. And so she was able to receive it, but actually the faith that it took 
to walk each step of her yes out without knowing exactly how it would look, yeah, you know, and exactly how it would be. She did it by faith. And I think sometimes we don't actually think about that in detail of really how much faith it took for yeah. Mary. You know, like when she was kicked out, when they didn't have room at the end, she wasn't like, well, I knew this was going to happen, you know, and Joseph, like, what are we going to do? You know, like she was still a, a woman who was nine months pregnant and needed a place to go and didn't know, you know, so I think the details of Mary's life and the details of her yes she didn't know mm-hmm. what that was going to look like and yeah. how much trust. And then in response to all of those things, what is her response to keep them in her heart and really to like bring, reflect on those and bring those things to the father, to bring those things mm-hmm. to the Lord and not, not to go back on her. Yes. Or not complain to the Lord, but to take those steps in faith. Yeah. yeah I have to think about her. You know, she's also a daughter of Abraham, mm-hmm. you know? Abraham, the nomad of faith, you know, who kind of began a journey in responding to God and going to a land of promise mm-hmm. and not knowing where it is and leaving everything that was secure. And, you know, Mary's journeys and Mary just saying yes, mm-hmm. her yes, just she continues to say yes. And, and I also love to think about Mary, the reality of Mary's the first disciple. Mm-hmm. She's the model disciple of how to live the life of faith, surrendered with hope and love in her heart. And to be able to, to just walk in faith no matter what the circumstances are, mm-hmm. you know, that's tremendous. And I, I often think of uh, both Mary's yes when the angel comes to her and she she's stunned at the moment. She's trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. but she, she basically says, be it done unto me according to thy word. Mm-hmm. The road to discipleship, the principles are so simple mm-hmm. in that be it done unto me according to thy word. That's what we ought to, we ought to say in following her. Yes to Jesus. And then she said, she goes from there and she's at the wedding at Cana. Mm-hmm. And so last time she's in the Bible, you know, is the last word she said. And, you know, the whole issue about the wine that's happening. Mm-hmm. But basically she says, do whatever he tells you to do. If you done unto mm-hmm. me and then do whatever he tells you to do. Yeah. And then she magnified the Lord. We have the Magnificat mm-hmm. that you gave us. And she's, she's magnifying the Lord. The Psalm says, come magnify the Lord with me. Mm-hmm. Together let us exalt his name. Yeah. And she said, the, the Almighty has done great things for me. She's magnifying. She's singing. Mm-hmm. The, the Almighty has done great things for me. And sometimes I think because if we don't realize what hap- has happened to us, mm-hmm. what Christ has done in us, we can see how, well, you know, it's easy for her to say she's like, She's carrying the son of God, you know yeah. what I mean? Or this mm-hmm. kind of, but guess what? You're a temple of the living God, right. yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and we can actually say the, no matter what the circumstances we're in, mm-hmm. you know, if the inn is closed and we end up in the stable sleeping in the barn or whatever, we can say with our heart, we can sing, mm-hmm. you know, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because mm-hmm. the, the almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Yeah. That's a Christian cry. Really? Right. right? Yeah. 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 And if you think about to it, uh, say Irenaeus says, quotes him in the catechism, says like Mary's obedience in faith unties the knot that was done by Eve's disobedience. And so really so much of what discipleship boils down to is obedience versus disobedience, you know, obedience yeah. to the will of God. And even thinking about it, you're talking about Abraham, you know, Paul, Paul says of Abraham that his faith 
was credited to him as righteousness, you know, mm-hmm. because he and he obeyed. And faith isn't just like this this theological assent; it's like a movement, you know. And in the case of Mary, in the case of thinking of Abraham, it's like he actually he moved, you know, like his faith as expression of his faith moved him. He, he said yes to the Lord, you know, and then that was credited to him as righteousness. And you think of the same with Mary, like her yes then was faith credited to her as righteousness. And if you, yeah, just thinking about Mary of like how in our own lives, it's so hard. It's just, it's hard to say yes to God, <laughs> you know, because we want our own way. Like yeah. I want my own way. And the, the difference of Christianity, Christianity isn't like altering my current context of life. It changes my entire context of life to now my yes is not dependent on my circumstances. Right? And the circumstances in a lot of ways, not saying that they aren't hard or they aren't suffering or whatever it is, the circumstances of our lives, like in a sense, don't really matter. I mean, they do in terms of we're in them, sure, but they don't really matter sure. in the sense of our response to God and to say that the context then of of what God does with us and what God does with Mary is it doesn't matter if the inn is closed. It doesn't matter what I thought my future was going to look like with Joseph, what I thought all these, all these plans for my life. The context of my life now is Jesus and I have him. And so really nothing else that happens to me mm-hmm. and the way that my life unfolds is completely dependent on him. And that's actually the only circumstance that determines my yes or my no is do I have him, which is a circumstance that's unchanging because I do. And mm-hmm. so the rest of it, we we often like say we're living by faith, but then it's like, well, this this thing actually isn't happening for me. So like, how can I like magnify you? Because like you said, this is going to happen. Are you probably like, why am I not getting this? Or why is my life not looking like this? And that's really not the context really, of Christianity. Yeah, the context like, of Christianity yeah. is do I have Jesus has been given to me and now I'm being reunited with the father again and having a new path has been made for me and I can have this intimacy with him. And that's the context of my yes, yeah. not of what's what could happen. In my ass, but it just, even in the simplest things, like not to gossip or not to be lazy or whatever, it's just really hard to say yes. So thinking of Mary, of just like letting all of that go and giving her entire, like, like whatever it means, I'm going to say yes to it. And I actually saying yes is I don't get to determine how my life looks. Yeah. Yeah. And my capacities, you're saying to magnify the Lord to rejoice in him, where Paul said, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. We really are we really are tied to our circumstances, I think, in the wrong kind of way, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't, I don't have any really rejoicing right now because that whole plan, you know, for the, re- you know, our resort fell through or, <laughs> or my child got, my child's broken hearted because they got rejected, you know, by the college they dreamt to go mm-hmm. to their whole life or someone's sick or, you know, whatever to say, well, how can I possibly rejoice if my circumstances aren't the way I want them to be? You know, and that's a sign that we really don't know mm-hmm. what we've been given and what's happened. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about the adoption. We talked this early this week from Galatians, you know, we yeah. were adopted. And that's very much tied to other things. Paul and the apostles say, you know, my life is no longer my own. I've been, I've been born now anew. Mm-hmm to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And that resurrection is applied to my life. He's dwelling in me as in a temple. My whole life is in his hands and I'm born again. I'm a new creation. Mm -hmm. 
and it's no longer I live. I belong not to myself. I actually belong to God. And he's right. got a wonderful plan, and it's going to be working. It's going to work itself out in my life in the midst yeah. of difficulty. Right. So I'm yeah. always blown away when, when I'm in places like Africa, and I just hear, you know, so many brothers and sisters, they're just out loud magnifying the mm-hmm. Lord and declaring his goodness, like right. genuinely his yeah. goodness over just beautiful little things. And their circumstances are so difficult. Right. And it really kind of puts me to shame and causes me to repent. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. just say, Lord, let me have that, that joy in all circumstances. And right. that, yeah. Yeah. Cause even if you think of Mary, like when she said yes, her road, Jesus wasn't the only one where his let his entire life was leading to Calvary. And that's another example of the way that Mary is the first disciple, right? So when she says yes, she says yes to walking with her son in his suffering and in all of the circumstances that she wished it could be a different way. You know, like for her, she of course she wished that that wasn't the way for her son. Right. But that's what we often try to get away from in discipleship is we want discipleship without saying yes to the road to Calvary. And it's not that that's the most expedient way and the other way is slow. It's the only way. Yeah. To go. And it's the only way to walk. And so Mary said yes to that. And then everything, a part of that. And the amazing thing about God is that it's not to say our circumstances don't matter, but they, they matter in a way that no matter what they are, God works them for good for those who love him. That doesn't mean that your kid's going to get in whatever college or everything's going to work out your way. But with a spiritual lens, you know, whatever happens to me as I'm following Jesus to the cross, he is working all things for my good. And I don't understand what my good is, you know, but he's working them together. And so I, I proclaim his majesty, his greatness, because he's working all things for good for those who love Yeah, very well said. I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. So, friends, Rachel's going to be back with us again tomorrow. We want to continue in these themes that are just so much a part of this wonderful season that we're in. God bless you and walk with great confidence in your heart that God is with you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus, a fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.